Welcome to an audio newspaper full of very serious, very real stories that the world needs to hear. More listening and less reading than a newspaper, but equally as sexy. This is Paper News Out Loud. Hello and good evening. I'm your host, Diane Weathersby. Hello and good morning. I am your co-host, Florence Strumsby. Thank you for listening to Paper News Out Loud. Well, listeners, today was a pretty big day for me. Why, you may ask? I was sitting on the couch and my cat, on her free will and on her own accord, left on the couch and took a nap next to me. This has been the greatest day and I see no point on carrying on and doing anything further. That's amazing. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was also a pretty day, big day for me, too, because I, also on my own free will and accord, went to the gym! <laughs> yes! For the first time in... Of a long time. We'll just say a long no, time. I want to know how long. No, it's been a while since I've exercised. <laughs> so, it was good. Do normally you exist in a dormant state as it's, a member of your, your living room furniture? I only wake to eat and work. <laughs> and after that, you just scuttle back to your bed. You just scuttle exactly. right in there. It's been a good 16 hours a day there. <laughs> anyway... We're such successful people, and we have such successful cats. So, because we're so successful, let's do a loud high five in front of the mic so that all yeah. the listeners flinch. <laughs> <laughs> now that everyone's paying attention, let's get started with our top news story of the day. Welcome to the future, listeners. Are you spending too much time trying to decide what you want? Well, not anymore. Let the mega corporations do it for you by knowing what you want. Before you even know you want it. Can someone say big brother? <laughs> oh, a big brother. Anyway, so this article is um, called Profound Personalization. Um, basically, it's about giving people what they want before they ask for it. Which that sounds really nice. Like that sounds Doesn't accommodating, it? pleasant, just really great. Heartwarming. Heartwarming. <laughs> it's like your birthday every day. <laughs> Except you still have to pay for it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not free. Like the worst birthday ever where you buy all your own presents. That would be awful. So the premise of this article is that companies gather large amounts of data on us based on what we browse for on Amazon, pin on Pinterest, and even email to each other. Which is kind of horrific, but anyway. <laughs> um, lots of this data sits unused in supercomputers somewhere, probably Arizona, because right. it's always Arizona. Someone did inform me, I don't know how true this is, but the microphone on your phone is always on. That's what I hear. Yeah. yeah. So why did I buy this podcasting <laughs> equipment? <laughs> and why are Apple, is Apple not just picking out the funniest things I say during the day, sending it to me, and then letting me post it <laughs> as a podcast? Apple, you are missing a big investment opportunity. Huge investment. <laughs> um, but recently, some of the companies have been using this data to anticipate our shopping needs. Um, the article calls this extreme personalization. I equate this phenomena in my mind to when my best friend browses for something on Pinterest, let's say a new crochet pattern, and then I get recommendations for a crochet pattern on my Pinterest newsfeed news the next day. It's a little creepy, but I don't hate that it's happening. Interesting. Yeah. So you 
you don't just see the pins about crocheting that I pin. Like, no. you get recommended. It, yeah. That's it's so really weird. weird. Like, or one time, I swear that this actually happened, but you were talking about making a recipe. I think it might have been poke cake or something completely random like yeah. that. Like, we were talking about it, and I swear it showed up on our news feed. Like, mm -hmm. that might have just been forced perception, but I, I swear it happened. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like once you are thinking about it, yeah. you notice more about it. Yeah. But that happened, too. I was um, talking about I wanted to talk try a white Russian, a drink, and, um... <laughs> for those of you who don't know, for your nerds out there. <laughs> Not for a literal person. <laughs> That's white and also Russian. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm interested. Hit me up. Anyway, and, um, I went, I think, I, I don't know if I, like, looked it up on Pinterest. I don't even think I typed anything about it, but it, I ended up going to a bar and I got a white Russian, and then on Facebook I saw like recommends like suggested posts about mm -hmm. something with white russians and then like buzzfeed posted it posted an article about white russians mm -hmm. and then i saw like how to make white russians on pinterest i'm like what is happening <laughs> this is so Life. weird anyway so they know you better than you know yourself mm -hmm. pretty much Amazon is like <laughs> amazing at this, of course. Like the Amazon dash buttons, which I don't have any. I don't have any. Yeah, uh, yeah. no. It's some. Yeah, maybe if I had like a real me. house with yeah. like real means, I would do that. But <laughs> I mean, right now, it, it, yeah. Anyway, uh, whenever you need to order something mundane, like a paper towel, <laughs> just one paper towel for a kitchen, <laughs> um, you can press this button located somewhere in your kitchen. Maybe, like, where you mm -hmm. keep your towels. Kind of like when you go to, the, like, a physical store, not Amazon, but something's out of stock, and it says, like, temporarily out of stock. Like, you could have something like a dash button right there where you press it, and then it lets them know it's out of stock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they also have this thing. It's a patent on anticipatory shipping, which is where they use algorithms to guess what you're going to order and then ship it closer to you. So once you order it, the shipping times reduce. And someone told me like, once upon a time, again, I didn't research this, <laughs> they can predict with like extreme accuracy what you're going to order next. I imagine, like they just, especially if you order household items right. on Amazon, which I don't do that because... Right, and then they have like, they keep the data keep track of the data of how often mm -hmm. you order it mm -hmm. and stuff like that and then prepare to send it to you that's just crazy to me i like to think that i am like messing with amazon because my mother and i share an amazon <laughs> account and we order some very different things so i like to think that we're uh tripping up the algorithm <laughs> and they can't get me <laughs> it's as close as i'll ever be to living off the grid <laughs> just having your mom order off of your amazon <laughs> i try to be unpredictable <sighs> okay, so some of the perks of this um, extreme personalization is you never have to experience the cold, inescapable fear of sitting on a toilet with only an empty roll of paper uh, of toilet paper sitting next to you. You can get one of those little Amazon doodad buttons and order some as soon as you grab the last roll, and then they'll have it shipped to like the near like the nearest UPS facilities. I don't know how this works. <laughs> we have a very basic understanding of this, <laughs> and then they'll send it to you. <laughs> Uh, soft, squishy double rolls <laughs> right in time for your next uh, bowel movement. Give me some of that angel's touch, right? Is angel that soft. Angel soft. Angel soft. <laughs> Love when angels touch my butt. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> angels do not exist. Uh, yeah. Also, decisions are hard and annoying. I hate making decisions. So instead of having to look through tons and tons of information and products 
that you don't care about, they will learn your personality and just show you only what you could possibly want. Like you won't get a bunch of dumb recommendations for things you don't want, just things you do want. Look how well it worked during the election season. It worked great. You only saw things that you wanted to see. <laughs> oh. Or unicorn onesies. Right. More appropriately. Yes, I get a lot of uh, onesie recommendations, mm -hmm. which they're not always good things when you look them up on Amazon. Like, some of them are weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't I'm have getting to... mad amounts of um, wedding recommendations. Oh, mm -hmm. that makes sense. It makes sense, listeners, because I'm planning a wedding. <laughs> I know what you're For thinking. For How? <laughs> For herself and another person that agreed to marry her. It's beautiful a miracle. and also disturbing. <laughs> anyway. It gives everyone else hope. <laughs> Just kidding. Ouch. A girl amazing. at Randy's said that to me. <laughs> She's like, the fact that you got engaged really gives me hope. And I'm like, bitch, what does that mean? <laughs> oh my god. That's incredibly rude. <laughs> like, I, I know, because... I can't think of anything sassy to say to de defend myself. Well, and the that's so me. <laughs> no one should ever have to prepare for that. <laughs> it's a miracle someone could love you. <laughs> oh, God. Um, another perk of the extreme personalization is it opens up more opportunities for companies to send you coupons. Ah. Like the um, We Miss You coupons. Like Shutterfly yes. sends me like every two months. And then you get more deals, I guess. Mm -hmm. I, it did say in the article, too, um about using your location and how often you go there and then they can target you and say like oh this is at this location better go get it like caribou with their perk system does that mm -hmm. where it'll be like a dollar off whatever blah 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 and you're like okay I'm like, i only show up for free drinks or half off so <laughs> don't dick around you have to work harder than that from a business also, of course, with anticipatory shipping, there are shorter shipping times. Which I know what you're thinking. What a bomb deal. Like, my toilet paper gets shipped directly to me in two days. Like, if only I could go someplace and pick up toilet paper, that would take less than two days. You're forgetting that you have to leave the house to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Exactly. Go shopping. Anyway, well, you might be thinking, hey... It sounds like only good things that could possibly come out of this data mining. Um, there are also some downfalls. Mm -hmm. For one, corporate America literally knows you so well that they can anticipate your bathroom schedule and how often you need toilet paper. Like, if you get diarrhea one week and you're just sharting out waves of poo, they're gonna know. <laughs> you're just really blowing through the toilet paper and you order a week earlier than you usually do. They're gonna know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what they would do with that information, but they'll have it. <laughs> You'll have to live with that. Also, I like to think that there's someone, like, assigned to the case of, like, listening to what I say and that gets recorded on my phone <laughs> and that they just have, like, the best job ever and it's just, like, the time of their life. They're <laughs> like, this is so funny. It's just so great. So great. Like, why is this girl's life such a roller coaster? <laughs> like, I've never been a threat to national security, but they keep listening because they found it so enjoyable. So riveting. Yes, exactly. Um, similar to the toilet paper situation, Starbucks knows how addicted you are to coffee and will exploit that to get you to come to the store more by sending yes. you coupons. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's kind of a win-win, too, for the company gets <laughs> yeah. more business, the consumer gets more coupons. And then everyone gets more coffee. <laughs> but even a half-off coupon at Starbucks, I'm still not paying $15 for a cup of coffee. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's just so much. <laughs> you should not have to take out a loan in order to drink Starbucks coffee. Amen. 
Um, another downfall is that you might become so reliant on companies knowing you that you feel like you are their friend and start to emotionally depend on them and you forget that you need real human interaction and you start chatting with Amazon customer service and it gets weird and you fall in love with a corporation because they know you so well and can anticipate your needs like no human ever could and then you drive to the distribution center but on your way you get into an accident and you die never actually feeling real love and only the love of corporate greed. But, like, that's, like, a worst-case scenario, you know? Like, it's probably fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, like, when you think about what the worst that could happen is, that's probably it. So, all in all, we're fine. Our data is basically common knowledge. We've sacrificed privacy for convenience, and honestly, I think that's okay. Uh, it is a little weird when I Google something, and then I get ads on Pinterest, Facebook, and everything else I view. But that's the life we live now. Instead of fearing and dreading a dystopian future, try to be grateful that you can get a wig for your dog in as little as two days. Preach it, sister. Yeah, you can get things they don't sell around here. <laughs> it's freaking amazing. Like, take all the data you want from me. I don't care. I just want wigs. Wigs just and wigs outfits. Just puppies. <laughs> Wigs for my puppers. Anyway, speaking of pets, let's head on over to Pet Corner and learn about an animal you can adopt today. If today was several hundred years ago. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to let you take pronunciating this one because in my mind I have no idea how to Thank say it. Thank you so much because I have studied linguistics <laughs> and I'm fully aware how to say this word. Um, our pet this week is the extinct boo ball. Hartebeast. We're just gonna call this one for the sake of not having to say its name over and over again. Desert goat antelope. So or that's beastie. A, or beastie. I suppose that makes. I like beastie. <laughs> what this majestic animal is is pretty much some sort of like antelope deer-like creature that lived in the desert. Basically, pretty yes. straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it's like <clears throat> dang cool. Mm -hmm. um, one of the perks of owning one. Um, they. <clears throat> I'm so sorry. Excuse me. They have curved horns, mm -hmm. and um, in in the article that we read, they had a very cool um, link that linked it to a page that kind of described the anatomy of these new creatures, and their horns can grow different ways in different shapes, and some of them point forward, and some of them point inward. Oh my god, I did not <laughs> notice that link. <laughs> but I must go to it. So around Halloween time specifically, when, you know, carving pumpkins, making acorn squash-based soups, you're going to need someone to help you carry those large and... um difficult to manage vegetables squashes yeah our squash vegetables i don't know they have seeds our squash vegetables okay trick or um diana's gonna google it for us but anyway so then you don't have to worry about you know breaking through your reusable grocery bags that everyone should be using or dropping them on the ground and smashing your beautiful creations they have a lot of other perks too they survive primarily in the desert, so that can lead to um, having a lot of knowledge about living in the desert. Fun facts, I, this is important, what I'm saying now. Um, according to this website, the simplest way to identify which is a fruit and which is a vegetable is that a fruit has seeds. Pumpkins, you are a vegetable. Or, I'm so sorry, a fruit. <laughs> I just good got around. That was good. Anyway. <laughs> but yes, so they live in the desert, so your little friend Beastie can teach you the ways of the desert and how to survive in the extreme climate. It also, when you look upon it, it has the kind face of a friend. Mm -hmm. Aww. Aww. 
They have very distinct markings on their face. Yes. Which the website compared to another extinct animal. But how will one know, you know? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Also, if you get a herd of beasties, you can tumble a government. So you get all your BC friends. You mm -hmm. have your little BC friend. And they all get together. And maybe maybe you found a way to grow their horns in different shapes. And then you do that. And you take over the government. And mm -hmm. then you start something that's beautiful and better than what the current government was. Beautiful. Well, I'm definitely on the watch list. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a code word. I'm talking about an extinct animal. It's not an actual threat. <laughs> also, you can ride around on them because they are... Um, horse-like creatures mm -hmm. in the fact that they have four legs and a back you can sit on. Um, and maybe, let's speculate, maybe if they lived they could have evolved wings. And then they could have been the desert ghost pegasus of our dreams. Right, exactly. Um, also, the article talks again about disappearing megafauna, which we have talked about previously, and I've decided that that's one of the horsemen of the apocalypse. <laughs> Disappearing megafauna. Disappearing megafauna. But do you know it's... what that horseman isn't riding? Megafauna. They're riding like a gopher into battle or something like right. that because there are no big animals left. Exactly. How are you going to fight the apocalypse when you don't have megafauna to ride? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, it will not look as noble, that's it, for sure. <laughs> not nearly as noble. Also, fun fact, there are current desert species in need of help. I actually learned a lot from this article. Same. And about the extinction of mm -hmm. current desert species because with um, the changing climate and things getting mm -hmm. hotter in places, if it gets hotter in the desert, like it's already super extreme mm -hmm. that then nothing can live there. Yeah, and I found that aspect of the article, like, mega interesting mm -hmm. because the desert is, like, the one, like, the desert grows every year. Like, the deserts are infinitely growing until eventually they consume our planet into one desert-like, um, because orb. of climate change, yes. Yeah, yes. Until we become Mars. Mercury? <laughs> but then, um... Neptune. Go on. <laughs> so in my mind, I would think that um, desert animals would be, like, thriving. Like, oh, look at we're getting so much more desert to live in. But that is not the case. Right. Okay, so now for our all-important uh, segment. Uh, we received a letter through a television program I was watching late yesterday afternoon. Uh, the scene froze, and Jeffrey Tambor looked at me in the eyes and said... Dear Florence and Diane, all my life I've eaten food straight out of the jar, bag, or whatever receptacle it was prepared in. Recently, I started dating someone and they served me my dinner on a plate. I was horrified. This is not something I've ever done and I had to fake an emergency so I could leave. I was super bummed to leave my date early and also I was super hungry so when I got home I ate an entire can of canned pumpkin straight from the can. <laughs> How can I step out of my comfort zone and eat foods from a plate in order to spend time with the person I like? Sincerely, Canfused in Cansylvania. Well, Canfused, that sounds like quite the conundrum. Oh! <laughs> we reached out to WikiHow to help us help you. So, per usual, WikiHow had a lot of great ideas for stepping out of your comfort zone, but also, they missed a lot of key talking points that we're going to brush on now and make them specific to your situation, Canfused. First things first, write a mission statement. Having a clear goal is a way to really step out of your comfort zone and try something new. So even something as simple as stating that by the year 2021 that you will eat all of your foods off of acceptable forms of dishware is the way to put your goal in perspective. Maybe write it on a calendar. Maybe you'd have it permanently tattooed on your stomach. Someplace that you'll look all day. Yes, you could order a banner perhaps and just place a giant banner in your kitchen mm -hmm. 
uh, stamps, pamphlets, flyers, just anything. Like, basically propaganda blitz yourself about um, acceptable <laughs> forms of dishware. Like, little PSAs to hang on your fridge. It, mm -hmm. it, and and then you have decorations, too. So, it's, it's, real, it's real fun. Motivation decoration. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Poetry. <laughs> Eat food off of plates. Excellent. Another um, situation that could help you step out of your comfort zone, be more brave with dishware, is to picture the worst case scenario to put your fear in perspective. So what's the worst thing that could happen if you eat off of a plate? Plates are not sentient in yes. most um, locations, and therefore it cannot attack you. It Yet. cannot bite you. Yes. <laughs> Plates are most commonly known for laying motionless on table and in cabinets. So far. Completely safe. They do not eat fingers. Yet. That being said, the plate could shatter and shards could fly into your eyes. The best way to prepare for this is know the worst case scenario and then react to the worst case scenario. Right. Be proactive and pack your goggles. So before you're attempting to eat your spaghetti dinner with your beloved, like you should, uh, put on your goggles and just, this will keep sauce from getting in your eyes and also if someone drops a plate, you get too excited and you hit your your plate with your fork a little too hard and it shatters, um, you'll be protected and you might get a few scratches, maybe some bruises, but at least you'll still have your vision. Um, once you're comfortable handling the plates, this will probably take a good three to seven months. You may stop using the goggles, but you might find that after so long they feel comfortable and you actually um, can't, you, you don't want to eat without them on because they look so stylish. And then we'll just start this process all over again and wean you off of the goggles. It's, it's, it's not going to happen overnight, listener. <laughs> uh, my favorite way to step out of my comfort zone, which everyone does all the time because I do not have crippling anxiety at all, is to break an activity into small steps. So, start with different sizes of dishes. Plates aren't your only options. Plates are large and can be intimidating when they're sitting in front of you, just staring at you from the table. And if they have, like, scary patterns on them, That's too, true. That, mm -hmm. that can drive you away, so mm -hmm. make sure you get uh, friendly plates. Just plain white. Just start with plain white salad just, colors. Yes. So start with shapes of dishes you're more familiar with. Um, bowls have a similar shape to a jar, so therefore will be easier to adjust to. And then from bowls, you can just kind of move to more plate-like shapes. Right, and I'm assuming you're already familiar with cutlery and silverware because um, if you're eating things out of cans and jars, I think it'd be hard to get your hands in there. But if you're not, that would be another um, step to add mm -hmm. is try some silverware. Just, just see how it feels. Like, you don't even, don't even think about the plates yet. Just grab your can of canned pumpkin grab a spoon and then dig in with the spoon instead of creating a scoop with your hand and scooping into the can. It's also safer because cans can be sharp. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had a cut or two on, on your delicate fingers. Also, another thing you should do, this is also kind of related to um, breaking the activity into small steps. You can do daily activities to challenge yourself, just small little things that you can do every day um, that aren't too difficult and will help you work up to actually eating off this plate. So you can buy a plate. So, I mean, you can't practice and you can't do it if you don't have one <laughs> in your apartment. So buy a plate, look at the plate, spend some time with the plate. When you're watching TV, hold a plate in your lap. Don't put food on it yet. You're not there yet. Just hold on to it. Set it next to you when you sleep at night, put it on your pillow. When you shower, set it on the toilet. So it's just always there. And then the plate becomes part of your life. 
uh, you can watch someone else eat off of a plate, which might get you used to the idea of taking the food, putting it on the plate, and then moving the food from the plate to your face to consume it. Uh, you should really, I cannot emphasize how important it is not to rush this. Do each of these steps for at least a week before moving on to the next step. Good advice. Yes. Good advice. Yes. Um, another good way, another strategy for stepping out of your comfort zone is to coach yourself through scary situations. Okay, just picture this. You're at Thanksgiving, sitting in the corner just trying to eat a can of jelly can cranberries, and Aunt Mima comes over with a piece of pumpkin pie on a plate. Not your normal way of eating pumpkin. Just in your mind, in that moment when Aunt Mima is approaching you with that intimidating plate, create a list of reasons why you'd want to eat off a plate. That could be something like, you know, ease. You don't have to worry about the metallic taste of food in your mouth. You can buy cute dishes from TJ Maxx. There's you, a lot of good reasons. You get to eat the pie. If you don't take it off the plate, you can't eat the pie. That's true. Yes. And then plan to throw a party after you've learned to eat off of plates. Make and distribute t-shirts that, that say, I ate off a plate. <laughs> 2K17. <laughs> or, I understand it's late in the year. It might not happen until 2K18. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Just... Just whenever. Mm -hmm. You can adjust the date as needed. Um, also, a great thing to do, and it's also part of the theme, is you can give plates away as party favors. You can probably personalize these plates and mm -hmm. get your face on them. Maybe the picture of you on the plate is you eating off of a plate. <laughs> Plateception. To prove that you have, in fact, eaten off of a plate. <laughs> and also at the party, mm -hmm. you will have to eat off of a plate. So do not throw this party before you're ready because mm -hmm. people will want you to prove it. And lastly, give yourself an ultimatum. Tell yourself, if I don't eat off a plate this week, I can't watch Netflix for a month. This will literally kill you. <laughs> what will you do with all your free time? You'll have to go out and explore the world, try new hobbies. And we all know how afraid you are of new hobbies. Can't even eat off a plate, can you? We're not judging. We're eat off the damn plate. Just, but don't take it too far and start eating the plate. <laughs> eat the food off of the plate. Now, there, you do have a compelling reason to continue not eating off of mm -hmm. plates because it does save on dishes. Yeah, that's true. That, and actually, now that I say that, I might consider ceasing my use of plates. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap up the episode with our motivation station. So the theme this week is dancing to the beat of your own drum. What is one way that you show that you're unique and you don't care who knows it? Well, one way that I like to show I'm unique is through my hair. I know a lot of people use their appearance as um, self-expression. Which is I, great. Which I is great, it. yeah. I, I think saw, it's a good way. Mm -hmm. I saw a woman come into the restaurant the other day and she had like blue hair mm -hmm. and I think she had like undertones of like a neon purple. Oh pretty. It was so cool mm -hmm. and her lipstick was like a purplish pink. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. I yeah I would have told her I loved it except I don't want to be creepy and she was with like 10 other people. It was <laughs> awesome. Like <laughs> so cool. Using your um appearance for self-expression I think is like the most obvious way to self-express. What I like to do personally is mm -hmm. I don't wash my hair for several years, mm -hmm. and I frequently um, do hair masks made entirely out of mud and clay that I find on the streets. Oh, interesting. And then I shape those into bird nests, and then I let birds live in my hair nest because sometimes, you know, they poop, but that's just natural. A natural part of having a bird nest is hair. But I really relate to nature, and I love nature more than anything else in the world, so the fact that I have birds living in my hair 
it just seems right. It seems like it's who I am. And you get to watch the entire life cycle of a bird, too. It's beautiful. I've seen several generations of birds live through my hair. Do the same ones, like, keep coming mm-hmm. back? Yeah, I think it's, like, a comfort thing. Oh, like, that's amazing. Like, recently, most recently, I have a family of cardinals living in my hair. I give them bird seeds so they stick around. Once in a while, I'll get a squirrel that'll try to go in there, but that just doesn't work. They just... It just doesn't work. Does it... Well, you're so high off the ground, too, that the squirrel would have to start climbing you, and <laughs> you'd probably notice it before it gets to the nest, and, and you could handle it, mm-hmm. um, unless an armada of squirrels attacked. You should probably prepare for that. I might die. <laughs> um, does it ever get itchy in your head? I face? feel like at this point, no. When I first mm-hmm. started with the mud clay mixture of hair masks, it did, mm-hmm. but now um, when, where I'm at in my hair life cycle... It doesn't get itchy at all. No, it just it just feels like a uniform. It's just like a bigger extension of my scalp. Wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's truly amazing. That's really one way to appreciate nature mm-hmm. and all that nature has given us. Mm-hmm. One way you you give back to the environment. How about you, Diane? <laughs> well, um, one way that I like to show that I'm unique and I don't care who knows it is by graffitiing cryptic symbols on public transportation in broad daylight. This inspiration mm-hmm. came to me from uh, Skyrim, naturally. Naturally. Where the Thieves Guild mm-hmm. posts different um, graffitis telling you, like, this place is, I don't know, I don't remember, friendly, if this place is easy to rob, if, you know, someone died here, things like that. Which, they're down for thievery. <laughs> right, they're, they're D-T-T, down, D-F-T, down for theft. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, so I do that on public transportation in broad daylight mm-hmm. because it's not something that everyone else does. Yeah. And those things are relevant in our lives, too. Like, you need to know, like, where your nearest gas station is. Like, it's not like they're easy to find and you can just run into them anytime you turn a corner. Mm-hmm. And, um... Especially on public transportation, like, what stops are best to get off at, mm-hmm. the nicest people on the bus. So sometimes someone will be sitting there, and I'll just know that they're a mean person, and I'll pull out my symbol, my cryptic symbol for a um, mean person, and I'll just write it directly above mm-hmm. them. I have a question for you. Yeah. What, do you need to use a specific type of um, creating material, like spray paint, or do you use some form of ink? What do you use to put these on the wall? I know cryptic ruins have a lot of meaning to them. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to lose that magical essence by choosing the r- wrong material for someone who may want to try this at home. Right, exactly. I did not rush into this. Mm-hmm. I did do my research and my homework because I didn't want to be insensitive to the other people doing uh, cryptic symbols on mm-hmm. other places like yeah. housing and cars yeah, and stuff. Exactly. Um, and it seemed like a really popular substance to use was chicken's blood. Okay, good. Which makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, the rise of it, it really correlates with the release of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. When oh, yes! Mm-hmm. Ginny Weasley, the original cryptic message writer, wrote um, in Chicken's Blood, yeah. which I don't know if anyone who's just watched the, the movie has realized that, but she does mm-hmm. kill a chicken possess- when she's possessed by Voldemort and writes in blood on mm-hmm. the walls. It's a darker side of the book series that d- did not make it, I don't think, to the... <laughs> To the screen. And that could be part of the statement that you're making, too. Right. That books should be more accurate to... uh, Movies should be more accurate to books. Exactly. I'd say a good 25% of my symbols are related to how books need to be more... Or movies need to be more faithful to their books. Nice. Yes. Yes. I feel motivated already. Right. So our challenge for you this week is 
to dance to the beat of your own drum. Find that one thing, one of the things that make you unique, and then don't be afraid to show everything one about it. What's that sound? The orca whale that lives on the ceiling has begun to sing, which is a telltale sign that the show has come to an end. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to what we had to say. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Paper News Out Loud for more great episodes. If you liked what you heard a lot, leave a us a lot. <laughs> a lot. That was just the whale again. A lot. Of <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review on iTunes saying um, what you liked. Make sure to include your favorite color. We'll be using this in, um, to build a secret language in later episodes. If you're in love with what you heard, please send us a sign check for a large amount so I can go on a vacation. <coughs> we can go on a vacation. <laughs> I can go on a vacation. Also, we will be giving shout-outs to people who review the show positively, please, on later episodes. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I want to thank Time for getting me here, and also The Fruit Orange for being delicious. Also, also, I want to thank Jake Harrison for allowing us to use his track titled Five off of his album Found on SoundCloud. Thanks, Jake. You can find his music through the link or by searching at this. I hope you learned a thing and made a laugh. <laughs>